stuck on traditional belief. Now, in the Pentecostal church, it's tradition before the word. Okay. Because in, in the church, evangelism should be the most important part of the church. I agree. Hospitality mm-hmm. should be prevalent in every church. If you got 10 members, you should have a good hospitality department and you should definitely have evangelism. It should be revival, going out in the church, going on in the church. You should have a team of members if it's two. Maybe twice a month going out into the community, passing out tracks. Help me, Lord, right there. Help me. Brian O'Neill Baker. Help me. Strengthen my body to do better. But see, when it comes to churches, where they've been around so long, mm-hmm. and they used to do one way, one way, you ever done one way to go? <laughs> they stuck on that. And I don't know who's going to change it. Well, I know it's going to change. And it starts right now. It does start right now with us. And, and what I'm saying is this. Now, I don't want y'all to take what we're saying and run and say we're trying to tell y'all to become renegades because that's not what I'm saying. No. I believe there's order in the church. No. But you have to understand this, that you're there as a helper in that, that ministry as well. Right. You're there as a tool to be used as God see fit. And you have a voice. And that's right. You do have a voice. And if you're a member of that church, you have a voice. But see, I thought you too who's sitting there and dying in the church when you know that God is pushing you from this evangelist movement, having you to get ready for the next move in your life, and you're too fearful to go to your pastor and say, Pastor, God has been dealing with me about A, B, C, D, E. And let that pastor tell you, okay, whatever. And based off of what they say, you take it to God. And if God gives you instruction to go back to him, you go kill him the second time, in the third time, in the fourth time, until you have resolved everything that God has told you to do. And then he'll give you instructions of what's the next thing to do. But I'd be doggone if God has birthed you, brought you to this place, and he's telling you to sit in a church who has no birth, no life, and dying, and you're supposed to sit there and die as well. Now, I'm saying, unless he got you there for assignment, for training and all that, you stay there. But if you seek in the mind of God, there has to be a voice of movement. There has to be a sound of change. I have sat back, and, and I've taught countlessly on this one principle, and I've been pushing it. Any of you all have visited me or heard any of these podcasts, you will know that I teach kingdom. kingdom. I, don't teach, I don't teach religiosity or tradition. I don't teach those things because you have enough of that practice. I'm teaching you how to live according to what God has. And it was so important to him that you'll see that when the disciples asked him how to pray, he told them, kingdom come, that will be done. When the disciples uh, received the Holy Ghost, he, Jesus himself spent 40 days. And the Bible said he taught them kingdom. He has shown them how to practice. He has shown them how to come against tradition yeah. and religiosity. But he, the one thing he did not show them is how to deal with the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost came upon them and they learn how to work in this newfound power. This newfound power is a power that teaches you to get in tune with yourself that you can call upon those things and make them exist in your spiritual arena so that you can begin to break the yokes of bondage that be set before you. But what when we what happens when we see God we hear God mm-hmm. we know what God has called us to but yet it's a block. It's a wall. In leadership. Then, you say after you done exhausted everything, what do you do then? Sit back and wait on God to tell you to move? You talking about me? Because I know you're asking me because I tell you what I do. As a, uh, just, just as a, you, your opinion, something that you can offer that would be, um, that you think would be a just 
right answer for a believer, not you know, telling them within the laws of God. Okay. What do you do? I guess I can look at it two ways. I'm going to tell you, and you know, I'm transparent, you all, this is this. If I serve the God that I serve, and he has sent me those many times to talk to the leader, and there's no change. I believe the God will be just to tell me when my expected exit time is coming. See, that's what I'm talking about. And the thing is, when you get that exit sign, you got to be able to move then. Because sometimes God will tell you to move, but you're so comfortable because everything start, you start seeing the change, and you're thinking that change is that change that you've been looking for, when actuality it's not. It's just a temporary fix. But see, you're not going to listen to God because you get caught up in the change and you miss your opportunity to leave. And then now you become frustrated and aggravated. On the other side, I'm searching my own soul salvation. You all, I, I, I know how you feel and how you want to be committed to things. But see, I'm selfish. I need to have him all to myself. I need to have an understanding to myself and how to operate. And what that means is if I go and I go speak to the leader, I'm not coming to him and saying, hey, this. I'm coming to him and saying, listen, uh, I'm going to use Elder Baker, for example. He's my pastor. I'm going to say, Pastor, um, here, here's where I stand. I've come asking you for some divine teaching on particular things that I have came to you with because I feel that I'm more advanced in the Bible teaching that you're teaching and not to be a hindrance to that. I'm coming to you on a one-on-one -on -one where I need to have these things clarified because this is what I'm seeing. And, and if he says, Elder Baker says to me, well, you know what, let me seek God on that and get back with you. That's his first strike. There'll be no, no second when it comes to that one because I'm done with that. Because if I'm coming to you, the Bible says if a man seeking wisdom, let him ask. And he said, it had me not to be ignorant. And if I'm coming to you asking you about a particular scripture that I need clarity on and you tell me you need to pray about it, I understand now because you're not hearing God in this. Because evidently, if I'm coming to you, I've exhausted all the measures that I've had and I'm coming to the one person that I believe that God has put order on me. Go ahead. But now, with that being said, if you... Maybe Ella Baker ain't on your level of understanding. So he got to see God. But then... Go on, go ahead. Well, go ahead. I but then this if he's not... If Ella Baker is not on the understanding level in the work of Apostle Johnson as a member or whoever, what do you do as Apostle Johnson... Who, not saying you know more than the pastor. Sometimes the understanding is better. The education is better. Well, let me just back what up. What do you do then? Let me back on this, this all the way back. And I'm talking from a leader to another leader. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to join any ministry, mm -hmm. first of all, without seeking God. Okay. And God knows how strategic I am in my studies and the, and the approach that I have. Mm -hmm. He's not going to let me join a ministry where I know that this person who is over me, that I'm giving authority over me can't take me to the next level. That is not going to happen. So if I ask God, then he or she is more equipped than I because God knows how I am. And if I'm coming to them with biblical things, they are equipped to do it. They just choose not to. That's that's the first thing. Now, okay. if that's not the case, I just joined a church, I've been a part of that church, then I can expect that, then I can't respond the way that I'm responding. You can respond on part B, which I was going to uh, speak on now, is that if you're not as knowledgeable in the word and you didn't seek the mind of God prior to joining the church, then you're going to have to let that teacher, that instructor, begin to mold you uh, in a place where either then you could decide where either they're capable of teaching you or they're not.
but that all comes in your spiritual growth okay. and your spirituality. So at, up to that point, until you seek the mind of God, then you you just playing in the wind because you can't say that God is leading you one way or another. You can't say he's telling you to go left or right because you don't even know if God sent you there. But then if leadership is not equipped, mm -hmm. what? and you have the church is stagnated, mm -hmm. I think that's the problem. Well, it is a problem. But, but okay, so let's do this. The church is stagnated. Mm -hmm. You have a pastor that just, you know what? Hey, nobody else want to be the role? I'm going to jump up here and take it. And I'm just going to do the best I can. If you're coming into that church and you know this is what you're facing, then you should expect these learning curves. You should expect a time of stagnation. You should expect this time. But if a church has been grounded for years and this person has pastored for years, by this time they should be established enough to be able to orchestrate and, and keep this, this, this thing into alignment so that people will grow. Now, what gets me is you have so many people that enjoy the stagnation. They enjoy being in this type of form because there's no accountability. They can do whatever they want. It's no problem. And, and, and with stagnation, it's come distant. So if the pastor is not addressing the issues in the church, then how do you expect unity to come? What do you expect establishment to come? They're not. But if the pastor is not addressing issues in the church, they're not a visionary. But then that's the thing. As so, a visionary, see the problem and have a solution to fix it. So if if, if, if they're not fixing the problem, they not they don't have a vision for the church, My and that could call the church to be stuck. And one thing we got to come on with it, and it's the truth: the average Pentecostal leader, first of all, is not educated. Hmm. That's not all he's talking about, but majority of a big bulk yeah. of them are. Okay. Bit, all of them is some educated. Mm -hmm. And some ain't educated, but they know the word of God. Right. And they listen to the voice of God. And that makes them a, a great leader. But in this day and time, when young people coming in church, they can't come into church where there's a hat. Ooh, Jesus. Ooh. <laughs> they can't come into church where is a a uh, 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 unlearned leader. Yeah. Because so, they gonna know more. They're they going to feel like it ain't nothing there. And that's what you're facing. You're, and, 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 you know, it, it's sad because, you know, and I know this, y'all might think this is a good plug for education, but it is. People are going out now and they're trying to advance in the knowledge and the wisdom that they have in their own intellect, but they do it even more in the biblical and, and, and Bible teaching because they want to know how to live a more profound life according to the word. And some of the leaders that we have in place now, older leaders, they were not as educated as we are. They know the word, but yes. they don't know how to apply the word. Yes. They know how to speak of the word, but they don't know how to encourage the word. So it's a lot of little facets that they have. Yes. And the people, majority of the people that you still see that are in that type of setting are people that were in that, came up in that same um, age bracket or, um, you know, that time. Yeah. But these new people are coming in. They're saying, you know, out with the old in with the new kind of concept because they're looking at things then they're starting to question well what you're saying is not biblically sound because according to this according to that so they become challenging uh, to these individual leaders is it any dis discomfort yes it's going to be greatly discomfort because as a leader either one or two things are going to happen you're going to seek God and ask God to cater your sermons your teaching whatever to be able to deal with these new people coming in or it might be time for you to say well you know what Lord 
I might need to step back and bring someone else up. And on the flip side, just because you educated and, and know the word, don't mean that you have the anointing. That's right. See, and still, and that's what I'm saying. So you got to understand this. We got a lot of people out here can preach good words, but there's anointing with it. And you have pastors that don't know the word like this, but they're so anointed, and when they open, God use them. So it's so many facets that you can look at. But one thing I do, and I will say, the church is in the church is in trouble because. Right now, what we just shared is enough for us to sit back and say, wow, we need to fix this. And I know many of you all will hear this, especially y'all leaders that think you got it all together. You're going to hear this and you're going to say, oh, that's why I don't like people like them because they're always bad in the church. No, I'm not bad the church. I'm giving you an, a, a look for what the world is seeing. The world is seeing the same thing I'm saying. This, this is why they're not going to the church because they see all this chaos that y'all have in there. And if they wanted to learn, who's going to teach them? You're not. You know what's so important we got to realize in the church? Even in Genesis, mm -hmm. when Moses was leading the people, what did Jeff do his father law tell him? That's too much for one man. Too much for one. Get you some help. And that's what leaders have to realize now. You you can't deal sometimes with every issue or every every part, every ministry in the church. Get you some help in there. Somebody you can entrust to take certain aspects of the church on so we can grow to maturity. Mm -hmm. That's called that's gonna help us come together as a corporate church. It's not gonna happen because you're taking my thunder. How many okay let's do this. How many pastors give up their first Sunday to for anybody to preach? Not many. Because they know first Sunday is the big Sunday. Yeah. So this is showing case. Most members are going to come on the first Sunday. And they know if they can preach to these masses, they can keep their position a little longer. I, I don't understand. It's not about shining. And you know what gets me the most, and I hope y'all listening to this, what tears me apart the most, it's not about the preacher. Y'all can have the preacher. I know a lot of people say they preach better than me. I could really care less. But the one thing I know that I do is deliverance. That's right. And I love the fact that I can go and, and attempt to encourage somebody to salvation. That's the biggest thing to me. You can preach all the world and, and, and then some. But if you don't have the ability to call somebody out of their situation and bring them and to have them to see that Christ is the best thing that they have, they could have in their life, then what's the point of sitting up and having this long conversation? How do you preach a whole sermon and don't even ask for discipleship? You don't ask anybody what Christ. Well, why is that? Y'all are so busy trying to worry about dollars and cents. Because I guarantee you, there is not one time in any of those churches that they forget to take an offering. Purpose. They won't forget it. They don't, the church that lost its purpose. It's done. So listen, you all, we could go on and on and on, but we, we, we just stopped there to drop a little nuggets. Some of y'all going to be offended. Get over it. Some of y'all going to run with it. Some of y'all will use it as tools. And some of y'all going to do nothing but hit the stop button. If I kept you for this long, then hey, it was something that we said and inspired you. Run with it. If you want to know more, hit me up at ApostleJTJohnson at gmail.com, and we can talk more about it. And if you've got topics that you would like to hear us talk about, um, please reach out. Hit that email, and I'll, I'll get back with you. So let's put our hands together for Elder Baker who sat in today and talked to us on this podcast about the problems that we have with the church. There will be many more to come, but on that being said, have a blessed one.